over a span of about 40 years, I can still hear many different people saying to me, the Apostle Paul is so hard to understand. Yet we believe that the Holy Spirit inspired his words. The church affirms our need to hear them, making them scripture and putting them in the regular lectionary that we hear them. But this Romans text is one biblical passage where many read it and just say, what is he saying? One of my passions for pastoral ministry is helping people better understand what God has chosen to give us in Scripture. But that means that we need to focus and we need to think. But you know, good things usually require a bit of effort. Paul is giving the foundation for God's act of justifying sinners. The whole story of of the human race can be summed up in terms of what has happened because of Adam and what has happened and will happen because of Christ. We find in these verses a commonality, and yet contrasts. Christian faith is grounded in the commonality that Christ has with Adam because both are human. And yet, beyond that, there's this huge contrast between what Adam did and what Christ has done. You know, every person born into this world comes with an identity in Adam. We're all human. And with that, there is alienation from God, a tendency to live for ourselves, selfishness, which is sin. There is a curse, it's death. And there is a threat even of eternal punishment. What we receive in Adam leaves us helpless and hopeless. But God has chosen to provide another identity, another Adam, the second Adam, the last Adam. So that all of the hard things that we receive from the first Adam can be undone and reversed in the last Adam, Jesus Christ. Paul tells us that the sin of Adam affected everyone. He calls it the trespass. It was Adam's disobedience. Through that one man's disobedience, God's judgment came upon the whole human race, both physical death and spiritual condemnation. Somehow, all of humanity participated in what Adam did. St. Augustine said that when Adam acted, the whole race acted. And when he was judged, the whole race was judged. This is why the gospel truly is good news. Because something has been accomplished by Christ 
that is just as universal as the disaster that was brought by Adam. Even as we are condemned on account of what Adam did, we can be justified because of what Christ did. And Christ's part is done. He was sacrificed once for all, and now every week at Mass we're invited to come and to enter into that sacrifice through the Mass so that we enter into life and turn away from death. It's like a free meal. Pick your favorite restaurant. You get a card saying someone has just bought you a free meal. It's paid for, but you know you've got to go and eat for it to do you any good. The union of the race with Adam and the further union of the human race with Christ comes together in the plan of God. Both are true. It's sort of like the law of gravity and the law of thermodynamics. You know, both of those laws are always operative. If I drop something, it's going to go to the floor. But we look up in the sky and we see an airplane going over and we're not surprised. Uh, It doesn't come plummeting down if everything works right, thank goodness. Uh, But the law of gravity is still there, but there is a law of thermodynamics. Both true all the time. The law of gravity is default. And that's sort of like the law of sin and death. But it's able to be superseded just as aerodynamics can supersede gravity. So while the law of gravity applies to all, the law of aerodynamics applies to those who are flying in a plane or a helicopter or something. The disobedience of Adam marks every person. The obedience of Christ marks every person who embraces the second Adam. And so when we follow Jesus Christ, we are lifted up from the bondage of sin so that we can wing our way to heaven. And so as Paul opens his letter to the Romans, he joyously tells them, the gospel is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. You know, we do not have a choice not to be born in solidarity with Adam. But we do have a choice to live in solidarity with Jesus Christ. When God first created man, he wanted Adam's yes. Instead, he got Adam's no. Now God offers a second chance through his son, the second Adam, in order to remake us into a new creation. We do not have to keep our old identity in Adam. Saying yes to God's life in Christ is saying no to the legacy of sin that we received through Adam. And in that yes, there is this great exchange where now we are in Jesus Christ.